sports fans, it's Friday here on 89.1 KHOL. And I really am thinking about just giving up. What is it all worth anymore? I should mention the room here. We have World Series champion Graham Trainer. Hey, what's up, man? And SEC insider Daniel Stelling. Right now? Right now? No one cleared that in production. That was not clear you, in production. Hey, it's you, just you, a difference of opinion, man. You missed the meeting, Massey. You were in the on the road looking for your notebook. I was so shook that I left my notebook. I started writing yesterday around whenever Stelling texted me, bye-bye Saban, and I haven't stopped since. I got notes upon notes, and Stelling just blew up how sad I was, and he made me angry. I made an executive decision. I already approved it. So COO, <laughs> stamp of approval. Um, it's it's not as bad as the Auburn fans rolling Tumor's Corner now. We're buried the lead here. Let's go ahead. If you live under a rock, the greatest football coach to ever do it, Nick Saban has retired after 17 seasons with Alabama. With Alabama, he's got 16 top 10 finishes, 12 top 5 finishes, 13 SEC West division wins. Four Heisman, nine SEC titles, and six national championships. He's been a coach of the SEC Coach of the Year five times, and the list goes on and on. Two times AP Coach of the Year. He has left an absolute. He had an absolute dynasty, absolute dynasty at Alabama. He started winning in the second season he got there, and he wasn't under ten wins the rest of his tenure at Alabama. While I gather my thoughts here, um, that this dynasty, this football dynasty is over, I just didn't think it was going to be this week, you know? Like, he did it in such a way that wasn't drawn out. It wasn't him and Han. He didn't have an 8-4 and four season or a sub-500 season before anybody was calling for his head. He just got to the office one day and was like, I don't think I can contribute as much as I need to contribute to make this team great. And that's when he decided to hang up the boots. Let me get a reaction from you, Stelling, you Georgia Bulldog, bright future you. Well, hey, a little bit salty, a little bit sweet. I'll tell you what, the first thing I thought of was where are the next 10 national championships game games being played? I need to go ahead and reserve Airbnbs because okay. Saban's gone. He's the only thing standing in the way for mm. Kirby. Okay. Then I went back and said, how many national championships would Kirby Smart have if it wasn't for Saban? Mm-hmm. How many? Four? He's got two, Kirby, already. I, th- I think he'd have at least four. You, you know he'd have three based on that Tua, you know, Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary play. hit Devontae that, Smith, the Heisman Trophy, future Heisman Trophy winner in stride. Well, he tomatoes, bombed tomatoes. it. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Overtime game? Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. needed more. Well, he got, a, he got a, sacked on first down because he needed just a little more room to bomb it. That could be true. Honestly, <laughs> that, that could. That, you know, I wouldn't put that past Saban. Like, hey, man, take this sack so we can uh, stretch out the defense a little bit more. Yeah, on, on second down. There's another thing. Um, it's when I was growing up, everyone talked about Paul Bear Bryant. Everybody, everyone talked about Gene Stallings. And it has felt like in my formidable years with Mike DuBose and Dennis Franchoni, like everyone was living off this memory of great Alabama football. And then Nick Saban came, and of course all that 
all that like got forgotten about or people were not talking about it anymore. They were just talking about Nick Saban. I'm going to be that guy. There's going to be generations of Alabama fans that are like, I don't know who Nick Saban is, or I didn't watch it. Shut up about Nick Saban. Y'all are above average or above mediocre. Like, who cares? Alabama football has the potential. Well, actually, will never achieve. There's, there's no way a football program achieves what Nick Saban achieves. Is that true, Stelling? Am I talking out of my my? Arse? No, man, I, I completely agree. There, there were some younger Alabama fans that I've run into over the years who were who are too young to remember pre Saban Alabama football. That, that makes me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was he, there 17 years. Well, yeah. And if you go back and look, Alabama, I mean, before Saban, let me see if I can look this up real quick. I might Between, be able to tell you. After Gene Stallings, mm-hmm. who retired in 1996, they went through Mike DeBose, Dennis Francione, Mike Shula, all within. You're forgetting You're forgetting one coach. One. <laughs> Who's the coach you, when do you, do you count Mike Price? I count Mike Price, dude. Mike Price was coach, like got coach fired for a day. Like, yeah, he he was coach there for, for a, a cup of coffee, and he kept getting a. There was a bill to his hotel room for like a recruiting visit for a thousand bucks, which turned out the lady of the night who had spent the night over spent a thousand bucks on room service and charged it to the University of Alabama, and he was caught in like a strip club. Back then, you couldn't do that. Now you have Urban Meyer and, and things like that fly, but Mike Price was there, and and. Alabama almost got the death penalty during that time, and they were down so many scholarships. So, like, when Mike Shula came in in 03, I mean, the biggest memory of that era was Brody Coyle, Tyler Watts maybe, Glenn Coffey. Like, do those names ring any bells? Who was that wide receiver who who snapped his leg? Oh, my gosh. I was Pro talking. About, yeah, Tyron Pro Prothrow. Yeah, that was before Saban, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. that's when they beat Florida. Who I I don't know if they did not have Tim Tebow at the time, but they were who, a perennial powerhouse. Who was the question for the team here? Who was the Bama coach when Saban won his Massey uh, failed to recognize his LSU title earlier? He said six national titles. He has seven. I said with uh, Alabama. Who, I know he has got seven. Okay, 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 okay. But ha- who who was the coach me. for Alabama when was it Shula when he won that one and he was on the Dolphins? So it had to have been, yeah. it had because okay. it was Shula, okay, because he won it in two thousand three yeah. with LSU, then was at the Dolphins for two years. Yeah, yeah, two or three years. So let's talk about his legacy a little bit. I listed out all his awards and championships, but if you look at the players that he put in the NFL, there was one, there was a couple seasons where you could field an entire starting roster with defensive players and offensive players just from Alabama's draft picks. He um where he had 44 first round draft picks, 120 total NFL draft picks overall. 49. What? No, I have 49. I'm trying to give him more credit. He had 49 first round draft picks most in college football history. Oh, I I don't know why. Maybe I read in an old article. 49 then. Um his Heisman Trophy winners. Did you know Alabama did not have a Heisman Trophy winner until Nick Saban got there? Doesn't that seem almost impossible? It does. He had four, and he's the only coach to have multiple SEC Heisman winners. And check out who his Heisman winners are, their positions. Mark Ingram, 2009, running back. Derrick Henry, 2015, running back. Devontae Smith, 2020, wide receiver. Bryce Young, 2022, as a quarterback. Now, that's a quarterback award that he was able to get skilled positions so good 
that they ended up winning the Heisman. He had six others finish in the top five. Trent Richardson, oh my gosh, I went back through the Trent Richardson uh, highlights. Electric. Trent Richardson finished third in 2011. A.J. McCarron finished second in 13. Amari Cooper finished third in 2014. Tua, second in 18. Mac Jones, third in 2020. And Najee Harris, fifth in 2020. Shall I just turn the page? Should I continue? All right, let's talk about his coaching tree. Sure, more, yeah, more stats. More he won, stats. Uh, I'm going to do national it. titles in three, uh, three, only coach to win national titles in three different decades for all the kids out there. He had, if you spent four years at the University of Alabama playing football under his tenure, you won a national title. That's crazy. All right, let's talk about his coaching tree. Uh, do you want to talk about his best coaching disciple? Like the Georgia coach? No, I'm talking like Mel Tucker. Yeah, Yes, of course, I'm talking about the Georgia coach. That's your cue. Stelling? <laughs> I mean, are we not – Have we, has Kirby not taken this, the Saban model and successfully implemented it at uh, Georgia? And does Kirby, Kirby want, to, want to go back to Alabama? Also, probably – Kirby is – is, hey, listen, Kirby is a self-made – man what All right no he, he he's got a degree in finance he's got a mm. master's degree he he is he may have taken some pointers here and there he he's a self-made man trainer trainer like two like tupac self-made millionaire wave your hands in the air kirby smart oh. is a self-made man just like i'm drawing a blank drawing previous president <laughs> That, yeah, all right. He went there. We usually try to, you know, keep that out so of Fred, Fred, Fred Trump is Nick Saban and Kirby Smart is Donald. Is that what we're doing here? I like this. Nick Saban. Nick Saban is from the coal mining town in West Virginia. All right. So he, he played cornerback at Kent State. Kirby Smart got, well, he first off, he got uh, Nick Saban's strength and conditioning coach. Not going to lie, that hurt a little bit. But mm -hmm. Kirk, let's let's go through it. Kirby Smart has won back-to-back -back natties at Georgia. Steve Sarkeesian just went to the college football playoff with Texas. Lane Kiffin is a head coach at Ole Miss. Jim McElwain, Billy Napier served as head coaches at Florida. Jeremy Pruitt was – I don't know how many years he was at Tennessee, but he served for a head coach. Brian let Michael Penix go. Yeah, yeah idiot. Brian Dayball <laughs> was the offensive coordinator is in 2017. He's now the head coach of the New York Giants. Mike Loxley is the head coach of Maryland. He has had a total 40 assistants have gone on to become head coaches in either the college football or in the pros. And that's that's just something like a, I don't like that's just an unbelievable coaching tree. I think it's going to be in college football. It's going to be like, you know how who was who was before Bill? Who hired Bill Belichick? Why am I blanking on his name? Who hired him? Bob Kraft. No, 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 no. The GM at the time, he, he's got an entire, oh. like, coaching tree underneath him. Oh, you're talking about Bill Parcells? Bill Parcells. It's going to be like that, yeah. where he's going to have, like, a – everyone is going to have, like, some sort of – anybody that had a connection to Nick Saban immediately boost their their status as a, as a coach or their ability to coach because they've seen the way he prepares. It's – and we laughed about it for a long time. Like, Saban spent what? 10 years not losing to a former assistant? Yeah, I'll say this. I think maybe the most impressive thing about Saban over this run was, you know, year after year, 
schools from around the country would come and and hire his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator, just pillage his staff trying to find the next Saban, and he would just replace him with somebody random, whether it's a rehab coach, yeah, right? like like Sark or uh, or Kiffin, but and he would not skip a beat. Yeah, and he went through he went through three major changes in college football: the bowl system to the BCS to the college football playoff. He went through NIL, the transfer portal, and he always found success. I mean, it was it was just unbelievable what he was able to do and how he was able to do it. Oh. We're gonna miss him. Stelling's yeah. not Stelling. Are you gonna miss Nick Saban? <laughs> I'm telling you, I've I've spent the last couple of days just thinking about how many more good memories I would have. <laughs> Saving didn't ruin your college. Saving just never was born. <laughs> but what about the future? What about the future? It's so bright. Oh, man. The future has never been. Hey, not just for Georgia. I think for college football. It's, some people college. like to see the Blue Bloods come in every year. Football is about to be year in and year out. Pure chaos. It's going to be anarchy. It really is, especially with the Big Ten and the SEC schedules that they've they're that are coming up. Like how how there's going to be no undefeated teams. I th- I think the year the days of undefeated national championships are or national champions are over. Like I don't I think Michigan might be the last undefeated national national champ with how these and conferences an, are going. And they cheated. And they we're cheated. Recognize, we're not even recognizing that title. Yeah yeah. There's a total asterisk no, about that. Now I'm if, not. If I may, does anybody here have a favorite national championship Alabama team? Mm. Hands around the room. Hands mm. in the room. Oof. All right, I'll, mean, go, I'll go. Okay, go what, ahead. What was, what was the one – what was the one – whatever the one where um, Mac Jones is – he's got the, like, dad body and the three of them, Jalen Hurts and Tua, and they're all smoking cigars. That's Which the one. one that? Tua – that's when Tua came in at halftime and beat Georgia. That was just – that was just good time. I mean, that that's, that's the picture I remember. I guess the best – the team that was also the worst game I ever watched maybe as a national – was that LSU – like what was it 13 to 0 what was the national was, title game yeah, yeah. i think it was like 14 six, to six 9 to three. <laughs> is that when musburger was falling in love with um greg greg mcelroy's girlfriend at the time was that the same year no that My, was like, aj mccarran's that was aj mccarran's um all right i'll go ahead mine was 2009 it was the mm-hmm. first one that nick saban had he didn't really have all his recruits that's when greg mcelroy was the quarterback but also the third string wide receiver was a teammate of mine named Brandon Gibson. The fullback that led for Mark Ingram was a classmate of mine, Preston Dial. They went 14 to 0. They had they had win over the Boogeyman, which was uh, number nine LSU. They had Rocky Block with Terrence Cody. Our boy Morgan Cox was was the long snapper for the mm-hmm. Rocky Block when uh, Mount Cody blocked it to win and beat Lane Kiffin. Uh, that was the year of their first Hyven. Mark, I was at the South Carolina game when Mark Ingram ran the ball five to six times in a row for like 83 yards and a score to kind of put that game away. Then he went to Atlanta, and you know who was waiting for him in Atlanta? Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow cried. And it might have been the greatest day of my life to watch Tim Tebow sob away as he was losing his last game in his college football career or maybe whatever bowl game it was then he went on mm-hmm. to beat hall of fame coach mac brown and a guy named colt mccoy in the bcs national championship and that's I, I, where was i i was in i was in the brew pub slamming beers with my sister 
and I forget who else was there, but it was so fun. That was like, oh my God, we did it. This is what this looks like. I will. I, I feel like um, now you mentioned Tim Tebow crying and Mark Ingram doing the Gator Chomp. I feel like the SEC title games were more memorable than the title than the national championships because I was also going to mention who's the Notre Dame guy who got catfished in Notre Dame. A lot of these Notre Dame, I'm sorry, a lot of these Alabama title games, except for maybe the Georgia one and then the Ellis, they were terrible games because Alabama just kicked ass and moved on. They beat the hell out of Ohio State. They beat the hell out of so many teams along the way. But those SEC championships were more entertaining. So those are obviously kind of stick in my brain a little, little clearer. Yeah, the uh, they won 42-14 to 14 against Notre Dame in the national title. I didn't know Notre Dame scored. Yeah. <laughs> it was garbage time. Oh yeah, freshmen are playing. Freshmen are playing in the third quarter, kind of like Georgia and TCU, probably a little bit. Okay, let me Georgia let me. Was, let, Georgia let's... was way better, way way better. Hey, I, I, I'll <laughs> say as, as a Georgia fan, I, I do think that was it 2018 the the, the Tua to Devonte Smith pass. Yeah, got to be the most impressive for this reason. I I do think um, Jalen Hurts was a Heisman finalist right that year. Yeah, the year before. Or was it that year? No, it was that year. It was that year. It was that year. Yeah, yeah. And Saban benches his Heisman finalist quarterback Mm -hmm. at halftime for a true freshman who comes out and down by, I think they were down by 10 at halftime. Something like that. Double, double digits. And wins the game. I mean, what? how many coaches are going to have the, you know what, to make that roster change? He also He also did an onside kick against Clemson. And he had that little smirk mm. on his face. Yeah, I forgot about the almost forgot about the Clemson years. I guess like yeah, I mean Alabama's most memorable loss in a title game would probably be Jalen versus Sean. Yeah, what they ran a pick play. Let's call it what it is. Not, they ran a pick play. The Hunter loss. Losses happen. Well, yeah, I think how many plays away Saban was from winning more national oh, titles. My goodness. I mean, it's true. It's true. A, little, a kicking error here or there. Didn't you have enough? Don't you have enough now? No, no, no. Trainer, winning is the best. And Stelling, let me tell you something I didn't do that I wish I did during this thing is <laughs> during this whole champion, run. I know is to rub it in everybody's face. Like there was a point in the middle of this run where humility, people were sick and tired of me running my mouth, and I should have hmm. kept running it. So if you want to go, if you're go, if y'all are on a little dynasty run here, Stelling, run your mouth and don't apologize for anything. Hey, the dynasty is already in motion. Well, just got a real kick in the gas because your biggest foe just retired. All right, he, he gone. Did you did you not run your mouth over the years on this show? I, I would I'd like to put all the audio collectively into like a Chat GPT. Ask them to decipher how much Massey was chesty about Alabama. Over I could have done more. Years. I could have done more. Could have, well, that's what you guys got to get. Saban, or, or sorry, Saban Stelling stuck in the past about Georgia titles. You're stuck in the past about talking more doo doo. Let's just move forward, guys. Move All right. Forward. That's probably a good. Hey, I'm, I'm good with talking about the future. <laughs> Shut up, Stelling. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Let's All right. Let's table the Saban talk. The coaching search is on. We'll bring it up uh, probably throughout the huddle. So we had to talk about Nick Saban, the greatest coach of all time. I'm assuming we're going to talk in college about football. In college football. I'm assuming we're going to talk about Bill yeah. Belichick here in a bit. But let's go to the huddle. And then we're going to have our playoff pick them at the end. This is going to run long. I already know it because we talked about Saban 
And if you want to know what I've been doing the last 24, 36 hours prepping for the show is listening to local radio in Mobile and listening to them just absolutely stroke Nick Saban. That was great. And then I just watched interviews of Hot Ones so I could feel better about myself watching Gordon Ramsay be in so much pain. Hmm. I was about to say drinking and crying, but you said li- listening to Alabama there was, radio? I, there was a little bit of that, all right? I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I, I, I searched deep in the liquor cabinet, and I was like, this bottle. Oh, this has, is the only one that's going to do it. Has the biggest bald D-bag, Paul Fartbaum, what is he, has he said anything yet? Paul Feinbaum owes 50% of his salary to he's the University done, right? of Alabama. He's got to be, like, they got to get rid of him. He has no purpose anymore if, if Saban's gone. Well, he'd right? spent, he spent all year trolling the Big Ten, which was hilarious because I'm an SEC fan. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, he got that shoved in his face. But Paul Feinbaum, complete rise to stardom was when Alabama and Auburn were both significantly relevant in the national championship landscape. Well, there's the silver lining. Maybe your good news, Paul Fartbaum. I'm sure he's probably been living outside of his means, living high on the hog. He's probably going to go bankrupt, so he'll probably be out of a job soon. That might be nice. I might be into that. There you go. There you go, Massey. See? Let's see. All right. All right. Let's get to the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you're stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your go to the week. Trainer, I'll let you open it up. What's your good news of the week? Uh, Mine was – <clears throat> the Cowboys were less awful in December, Capricorn season, my birthday month, than the Eagles, and they secured a very pivotal two seed, which means they get home games because they suck on the road. Yes. And, yeah, so home field advantage for two rounds, and that'll be prior to going to California and losing the NFC title game to the Niners by 60. But I'm going to have a good time for two more weeks, and then we're going to call it call it a year, and we're going to start. Uh, Stelling already got me looking at – Texas Ranger hot stove stuff today because I'm just yeah I'm looking to looking to uh, April 1st opening day well yeah I mean the playoffs are fun though you know you get in the playoffs and anything could happen like maybe every single one of San Francisco's quarterbacks get injured and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl <laughs> I don't know if that matters I, I, I'm Sam Darnold could probably beat the Cowboys and on uh, at home in San Francisco or San no Colorado I'm talking about like play. last year when they had to get like the the, the they just had to run the wildcat oh. for two quarters oh yeah um, and yes, y'all, y'all, y'all like this. There were five quarterbacks picked in the first round of the 2021 draft. That was the Trevor Lawrence year, Mac Jones, mm-hmm. uh, after mentioned Mac Jones, only one is headed the playoffs. Trey Lance. You're here again, back in the playoffs. Trey Lance. Good job, bud. I don't think Trey Lance is on a, on a team. Is he? Oh, he's the Cowboys backup. Oh, is he really? <laughs> Third string. Third string. Are you loop. sure he's not the, like the wedge buster? Yeah, the, yeah, in practice, he's the wedge buster. Yeah. He holds Mike McCarthy's. He secretly holds Mike McCarthy's Cheese fast food. Gut. Yeah. He's like, Mike, 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 back up. He's like, what? He's like, your belly is on the field. Your feet aren't, but your belly, it's yeah, sticking so out. I feel you said 1990. What was 1996 about earlier? Um, the, the first time since 90. 90- the Olympics, something else, something saving related. Um, first time since 96, we probably have a good chance to go to the NFC title game for the first time since 1996. Well, that's got to get you excited. That's got to get you, you know, fired up a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty fired up. All right, Stelling, give me, give me your good news of the week. Good news of the week. Most of mine was just spent on, on Saban being gone. But NFL playoffs starting 
Mm-hmm. It gets a lot more interesting. Hey, when you're a Falcons fan, the regular season doesn't mean much. <laughs> speaking so of Belichick, start, speaking so of Belichick, I can, I, exactly. So now I can start watching football. The other good news is Bill Belichick out Ooh. with the Patriots. Yes, rumors have it that he might go to Atlanta. Where now, did where did Atlanta I don't, I don't come from make in that this news. search? I don't like I, you. Were, I was hearing Bill Belichick to anywhere. You know. The uh to wash to the commanders because they're definitely going to clean house new ownership. He's from Annapolis. I heard that. I heard the. I mean, I kind of heard the Bears, but not really. Who else has coaching vacancies? Twenty five percent of the league. Twenty five percent of the league does. That was my critical number. We'll just go ahead and skip there. Just yeah, so you know how many twenty five percent? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, Pete Carroll retired. Is anybody? Did anybody see that? Yeah, you said who? Who else has vacancies? We got Raiders. He could take over McDaniel's job. We got uh, Titans, Vrabel's job, two of his ex-coordinators. Um, we got, obviously, Patriots. You said Chargers. Panthers are a mess, even though they have a good, I think, still, Bryce Young, the quarterback. Uh, Falcons, Commanders, and Seattle. It's a lot of teams. There's one team but missing let, let from me... that list, which pisses me off. How, how does Dennis Allen have a job? How does he have a job oh, in New Orleans? That might change. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that maybe in a minute. But, yeah, I, hey – what I want to know, Bill Belichick, considered a, a you know Hall of Fame coach, mm-hmm. given these last few years, I mean, he, he, he taught Nick Saban all that Saban knows. No. Nope. He won some Super Bowls, oh. <laughs> but, but only with Tom Brady. So I, if you're the Falcons, I mean, is he if – you're, if you're another NFL organization, is he a slam dunk hire? What do yeah. you think? I, I mean, he's just so – he's old enough to like – how long does it take for his system to really for the players to buy in? I mean, there's there was rumors that people were like getting interviewed by the Patriots and they're like, dude, playing here sucks. I'm not gonna play here anymore. So they're like, I don't know if Bill Belichick can walk into some facility and next season or two have success. No. And I mean the Falcons are a good example of Arthur Blank would probably give him a um a check today and say yeah, you're going to – some of these teams, like I thought about the Cowboys, obviously. Mike McCarthy f- flames out like he probably should. Would Jerry in his twilight-plus years say, I'm going to give up this position of general manager to B- Bill Belichick? Because that's what it's going to take. Arthur Blank would do that, say you can be the GM too and the head coach, and then Belichick can pick maybe Jaden Daniels or whoever the third-picked quarterback falls to him. Now he's got – B. John Robinson, he's got Kyle Pitts, he's got a good defense, good, you know, good NFC. He's, he's got a terrible, terrible division to play in, and he's got a good enough team around him. He just needs to pick the quarterback that he could hand pick himself if you if the Falcons give him that sort of power, which I think they would. So it'd be hilarious if he went to Tampa Bay. I mean, I'd be pissed, but it would be hilarious. Tampa Bay is about to beat the Eagles. They're not they're not firing Todd Bowles. <laughs> All right, I'll give you my good news of the week. Um, everyone has forgotten that Michigan won a title three days ago. Do y'all remember that? It happened on, was it Monday? They won what? I feel like that was five years ago. Yeah. That's, that's the, the biggest story coming out of college football right now is not that Michigan has returned to glory or whatever. It's Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll have retired. That makes me very happy. Well, they share it with Florida State. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Florida State, Mike Norvell. Just saying. Oh, oh. All right, Stelling, give me your critical number of the week. Oh, man. 
I hate to keep hitting this subject. It's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. That's a and my spread. wife almost guessed this. So it's it's very two and a half. Two and a half uh, national titles in the next four years. Over under. Five years. It's your something has grown two and a half inches since Saban retired. <laughs> <laughs> you do have some well, good you do have some good hey, house plans I would back take, there. I would take two and a half. Trust me. I would take <laughs> your nose. I mean your nose, because you're lying. Go ahead. Right, right. Yeah. Right. No, it was how many years does the next Alabama coach have mm. before oh. they get fired? Mm. Over under two and a half. It's gotta be it's gotta be over. I, I think that there is I think Alabama is going to miss out on big, a big time splashy hire. And maybe this can dovetail in with my, uh, my goat. I'll save it, but it's going to have to be, it's going to, I think it's going to be like the next guy. You're not going to be the guy that follows the guy. That's going to be terrible. So the next guy might only have, might have a short chain just because all the ground that Saban's made, that starts to slip significantly it's going to be quick and like, hey, who knows who's going to be available at the end of every single college football season, right? Like, it's always so fluid. I mean, Brian Kelly went to Notre Dame overnight. Like, that was not Notre Dame, left Notre Dame overnight when we thought that was not, not on anybody's radar. Lincoln Riley went to USC in the middle of the night. I think Alabama might have to snatch somebody like that when they're getting into a little, like a big splashy hire when they're getting into hotter water in a couple of years. Over under two and a yeah. half, trainer. I mean, um, over, over. Look him over. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know who. So, are we going through like the, like who the successor is right now? Is that we can? No, 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 no. Let's let's do it because that was my my stuck on. Oh my, excuse me, it was my goat, and just specifically it was uh, Alabama athletic director Greg Brine who, who took over the job in 2017, like this. He knew that this day was coming, but this coaching hire is like a legacy career move. It can either be he can either be the goat in a good way, or it can be a goat in the bad way. Because there's not a uh, like there's there's just so much pressure. I'm not sure what this model looked like when he was going like creating it. Like, okay, where do we start? But there are some names out there, and I can list a few. Kalen DeBoer, Washington's head coach, he hired mm-hmm. Jimmy Sexton, who is the agent extraordinaire who represents like 10 or 11 coaches out of all the sec uh saban included um he's got 20 of the top 50 highest paid coaches in college football so the hiring of jimmy sexton kind of indicates that he's ready to ready to make a, a move i've heard of steve sarkeesian i would my wet dream arch manning and steve sarkeesian come to tuscaloosa Sick. oh package transfer portal thing Sick. coaches in the transfer portal uh, James Franklin's been thrown out there, but why would I want the third best coach in the Big Ten? Like, w- w- why would I want that? I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, Lane Kiffin, sure, but n- maybe next round. Maybe next round, Lane. I bet you he's called. I bet you he's called Greg five times. Be like, hey, coach, I'm available. Um, Pete Carroll, he's he's available, but I really think Ooh. it's between Mike Norvell and Kalen DeBoer. I like Mike Norvell a little better because he has he has roots in the. Uh, in the southeast and his his recruiting base already knows who he is especially in the florida 
Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia area. Yeah. Dan Lanning already said no, correct? He's staying with Oregon? Yeah, so, his buyout's $20 million. Mike Norvell's buyout's something lower, like five or six, four to six or something like that. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, Stelling's number two and a half. I think there's prestige involved here. Like, if Tommy Reese, I've heard he's, you know, in the top three or four as well. So yeah. if he got promoted, he's not – he's he's one of those guys who's more likely to get less than two and a half years of grace. If Mike Norvell or uh, Kalen De- DeBoer – I like never learned his name this entire national championship run. <laughs> De Beers, like the diamond. DeBoer. I don't know. Um, I think that's anyway, it. those guys, those guys have prestige on their name. They would get probably at least like, even with a buyout situation, like Jimbo's, like if they gave Norvell 12 years, they wouldn't buy him out that early. So I would say over um, for the guys that are like hotter names than promoting an offensive coordinator within. I, I agree with, I agree with that. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, where are we in this? I've been flipping back and forth. Uh, you, what is your? You've already done your critical number. Uh, let's jump to a different sport. One hundred twenty million dollars over eight years. This is a contract. Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra, the Miami Heat head coach, just inked a deal months, two months after his divorce was finalized from Nikki Sapp. You just got to think that Pat Riley is. And the Miami front office knew that their boy was down bad and gave him a record deal after the divorce was finalized. That's 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 like we're looking out for their guy. Yeah, that's that's bros before, uh, you know, more mm-hmm. than anything I've seen in the contract situation in a while. That's a, that's an impressive little move. That's uh, that's loving your coach there. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me your stuck on trainer. Uh, mine is. Well, you know, we've talked. All right, so we have Bill, we have Belichick retiring, not retiring. We have Belichick probably going somewhere else, leaving the Patriots. We got Saban retiring. Maybe, maybe they do a, a team swap. Maybe they go like Belichick goes to Alabama, and Saban says, "Ah, oh, everything's good. I actually want to go try the NFL again." So they swap teams. Cool. He gets Mac Jones back. Yeah. Maybe not though. But there's also this is the first year since 1998 that uh, neither Tom Brady or Peyton Manning are in the playoffs. It's kind of wild makes me feel old a lot of this makes me feel old but that made me feel extra old because those are players and i'm a players guy <laughs> players coach yeah i haven't i hadn't thought about that at all uh, the, the nfl is really was, a new era last year. like think of yeah. the quarterbacks that we grew up watching who's left joe flacco yeah he's, he's hanging on by a by a shoestring and that's pretty much it i mean all right, Stelling, give me up. give me your stuck on. All right, my stuck on, and Massey, this will get you going. Um, Jameis Winston, <laughs> dude, mm. the man, mm. players, the Saint, the, the Saints Falcons game. Mm-hmm. So for all those who did not see the game, and actually I was not even watching, but um, that's a Falcons fan. We were blowing you out. This, yeah, exactly. The Saints were up, what, 41 to 17 with five seconds to go. Saints had the ball. After a pick. One yard line. After a pick. After the pick. Yeah, Honey Badger. The Saints coach called for a, 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 a end of the game, take a knee. Jameis Winston goes in and overrules the coach. Mm-hmm. But he lines up in a kneeling formation and then hands the ball to the running back for a one-yard touchdown. That was the shiesty part is that, of it. Is, is, 
is that douchey or <laughs> I mean, you know, is, is he a, a player's guy or do you cut him? I mean, what do you do with that? You get these things going to blackball him like Kaepernick. I think it just shows you that Dennis Allen doesn't have the full respect of his, of his players. I think that's what it's it is possible. mainly. I mean, he, I, they, they did raise a team. All, yeah. All the players have come to his um, defense, even ex players like Ingram. You know what else is going, uh, going around is when Atlanta up nine did a pick on the goal line against the saints a couple of years ago and ran it all the way back as time expired to win by uh, 16 or whatever it was. So he could have knelt down. He didn't have to score that touchdown and whatever yeah. division hey, rivals. Hey, hey, but, but at least the Falcons were like, Hey, we intercepted the ball. We're going to run it back for a touchdown and try and stop us. The saints lined up in a kneeling formation. Love it. In the game. And then, it was like a trick play to score to win by 34 instead of 27. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's so I, good. The, the reporter, there was a good. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely like threw a little more dirt on Art Smith's coffin. So that probably helped a little bit to get Art Smith out the door. I think you probably wanted that, right, Stelling? Because he did fight back, but could you imagine Belichick yeah. uh, shaking Dennis Allen? He would have torn his arm off if that had happened. Belichick was uh, also played at the end of the game. Also, Dennis Allen looked like a complete coward apologizing to him. Mm-hmm. Looked like a yeah, complete 100%. coward. Was like, oh, no, I know. Well, I, was, I, I understand why you're mad. Should I mean, like, NFC South. Yeah, NFC dude. South, b- bad record. But, I mean, this is some dirty. I love this dirty business going on. Dirty, <laughs> dirty South. Yeah, yeah I feel it's like great. It, this, this ends a, a uh, BS year for the NFC South. No team should go to the playoff. Everyone hit the reset button. You said Baker. Yeah, it really it's is. The exactly. NFC South. Yeah. The NFC South was so bad. So bad. It was it was hard to watch. Um, my stuck on is Tyreek Hill's kit. So uh Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. was was he ever officially charged or was he suspended? I forget. He um he beat his kid. Mm-hmm. So Tyreek Hill, that's that that's come out. And then it turns out Tyreek Hill's house burnt down because his kid lit a fire. I'm not going to say one plus one equals two, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, all right, I'm not going to, bl- I'm not going to say the kid was getting vengeance who didn't play with matches or whatever, melted their army men, shot hairspray, it, fireballs into the air. We all did it, but it's also very funny to think maybe you just wanted to burn your house down Tyreek. Maybe he was like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to burn the house down. I love it. Time out. You're saying that the fire was started after he was accused of this? He was accused of this on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, he and Kareem Hunt had their back to back incidents. I don't think he ever really actually got any. Kareem Hunt got in trouble. Mm -hmm. I don't think Tyreek Hill ever got in any trouble. But I mean, you know, the kid's going to turn into a pyro if you're not going to mistreat him, you know? The How old is this kid? Do we know? Uh, I'm, a... I'm reading it right now, but the headline says, Child playing with lighter started fire at Tyreek's Hill's home. So I would be, I would highly doubt that they put this kid's name on the, in the news. So hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. Fire, hopefully we fire, just leave it out. Fire. Fire. Um, all right. Give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. Uh, mine's piggybacking off. I, I kind of just like blended this whole quote together because it's a back and forth between, um, Jabu and the reporter, Jameis, that yeah, is. I'm yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm telling you as respectfully as I can, you answer my questions as respectfully as you could. I'm being honest and respectful saying I respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of respect. Yeah. What's funny is that, uh, is that that reporter was like, aren't you worried that you have to play the Falcons for the next two years and you don't remember it? And he was like, the, the Falcons are going to hate us more. Like what? what are you talking about? Um, yeah. He's like, I'm going to be on this team. Maybe so I, who cares? What are you talking about? Yeah. Sir? <laughs> See, I did it for my, I did it for my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, your quote slash question of the week, Stelling. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. I got, I got a couple here, but I'll go with one. It said, personally, I can now sit at the big person's table in the family. <laughs> they won't keep me over there on the little table anymore. I could. That's, stop. that's, uh, that's Harbaugh talking about upcoming Thanksgiving next year's Thanksgiving dinner. I think that's right. So Jim Harbaugh, after winning the championship, his allegedly, allegedly, conferences, allegedly, <laughs> thank you saying that he can now sit at the adult table for the holiday dinners. Now, the reason I think that's, you know, kind of notable, I could actually see his dad, who's Jack. Yeah. And his older brother, John, actually making him sit with the kids because <laughs> those two have won championships and he hasn't. And they're just a bunch of like alpha male meatheads who might actually have made him do that. There, there's a there's a chance that that table was kid size as well. Like Billy Madison, when Adam Sandler's mm-hmm. in kindergarten and sitting at a tiny table in a tiny <laughs> chair, he, he might, he there might be a chair. He like yeah. one, one Christmas, he put down his plate next to his dad and his, and his dad and his brother look over and like, what are you, what are you doing? And they just point to the tiny little chair and a tiny little table. Yeah, in the it's corner. like, it's, it's, yeah, it's Jim and his like nieces and nephews and grand and like the, you know, the grandchildren or whatever. It's like the whole, like the adult table has like the nice spread with a beautiful, like, you know, autumn uh, picnic table, mm. tablecloth. And there's like this, like little kids, like rainbows and like Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, like cartoon stuff on the little, the little table you're talking about. So I think John, John did beat him head to head in the Super Bowl. Obviously that was the Flacco Kaepernick Super Bowl. I think John was, I saw a little smirk in his face. Like this one doesn't count. You cheated. <laughs> you cheating little brother, son, gun. Yeah. It's like, amateur athletes. Yep. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, my quote of the week is from Mike Vrabel. Is he got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame this year? Um, he said, "Quote: I don't want to. I don't want you to take this organization for granted." He goes on to say, "This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, and great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere." He's only coached at Houston and Tennessee, and another owner's billionaire feelings got hurt. And that's where people point the point at and say, maybe this is the time in which Tennessee ownership knew that they were going to part ways with Mike Vrabel. I mean, they also they had the opportunity to change uh, trade Mike Vrabel, and you know what their response to that was? It was going to be too complicated. What? <laughs> I get. I mean, I get like I get like people on staff being like, God, this is a lot. That's going to be a lot of paperwork. But for a billionaire to be like, yeah, yeah, I was just a little too busy. What? Go get a haul. You need guys in Tennessee. Yeah, they could have traded. Well, also, speaking of Derrick Henry from earlier, Derrick Henry's out. They could have traded him, too. They could have gotten a haul for both of them. It's like Otani and Trout. Trade right. at their peak. <laughs> All right. Because your uh, team sucks. Your team stinks. The AFC, AFC South is wide open. The Jaguars are helpless. The Texans are on the up and up now that you've let D'Amico Ryans come in there and run that business. So you got it. You're gonna have to do something, Titans. Um, hey, D'Amico Ryan's should be a front runner for the Alabama job. 
Also, he, I thought about that too. Go ahead. Listen, yeah. I, all I'm saying is, did he freeze? I don't know if he is like all that other transfer portal stuff, but he's only getting paid like four and a half million dollars right now by the Texans. Mm. He could easily go to ten million, which actually saves Alabama money. I, I think I don't know. Just throwing it out there, dark if, horse. If he, I have a question for you. If he wouldn't have done so well this season, do you think he would have been considered? Like if CJ Stroud was a bust or something? No. You say I he, don't. But but I I don't I don't think he'd be a candidate. But li- listen, I, I will say C.J. Stroud after the Peach Bowl last year, that guy is a baller. Yeah, yeah. We we we've been calling it on TST the whole. Yeah. Just based on that one performance, like, and then they tr- try to tank his draft uh, status by being like, oh, he doesn't process information very smart, very fast due to this yeah. written test. It's like what? Which part of that in- involves throwing a football? Um, oh, that pesky wonderlick. Uh, I've already forgotten where I was in all this. Whose turn is it? Who's goat? Did someone just go? I, I, can, go. I, I, I can go. I can give okay. you a goat. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Stella, go ahead, Trevor. Hey, I I mean, just, hey, hey, this is critical number slash goat 27. All right. That is Tiger Woods and Nike. Okay. 27-year run coming to an end. Are you sad? Does anybody have feelings about that? Honestly, like I – yeah, I, I am shocked that Nike stuck with him. Yeah, all these years. Yeah, I mean, I know you know, I know he generates a lot of money, but damn, did that guy not generate some controversy? <laughs> yeah, does uh, like trainer? Do you are you gonna f- feel sad when the ball rolls in the cup and this doesn't have a Nike swoosh on it? There's there's no Nike swoosh. Uh, the in the senior tour. For Tiger, I, don't, I mean, not really. I don't really watch the senior tour, and nor do I play with Nike golf balls. So I'm okay. I'm moving on. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, give me your goat trainer. All right. I know I'm always clowning in goat time, but we know who my – it's a real goat for once. There's actually a goat this week. Like okay. Tom Brady retired, greatest of all time at quarterback. We got greatest of all time. We actually have two. One's retiring. One's probably moving to a different team. So Nick Saban, uh, you've already, I think – given all the stats possible i'll just i'll throw some more in here that i don't think you said did you say two-time paul bear bryant award winner i had that written down yeah 16 straight 10 win seasons 109 weeks ranked number one in the ap poll 104 wins versus ap ranked opponents nine wins over ap number one teams and i just want to reemphasize that lsu title because you left it off your uh you know, first college football coach to have seven titles. He matched Paul Bear Bryant's record at Alabama with six at Alabama. Paul uh, oh. Bear Bryant had six. Um, and one Mac, one Mac championship. I saw, that. I saw that. I forgot who. There we go. Was that with Toledo or Tulsa or something? Uh, Toledo sounds right. What also Nick Saban needs to get credit for is how many second chances he gave out, and those second chances turned out good. Does that make sense? Like he he was sometimes his players would get in trouble and they'd be like, you need him off the team. And he's like, why, why would I do that? Why would I just, where is he going to go? This is his support system. He needs, he needs a second chance. And they either gone on to, um, I forgot the guy guy's name. The guy coached at Michigan state. They all wanted him off the team. I saw this recently and he went on to have a 15 year NFL career, six kids, president of a company and his oldest daughter goes went to Princeton at the time of the quote, like he, he's his ability to like shape young men like that. That was his, 
what he was missing in the pros and it's what his wife Terry emphasized. He's like, you're just not having an, an, the impression that you like to give for these guys that you coach. You're not getting in the NFL. We should go back to college. Yeah. And thank God Rich Rodriguez turned down the job. Thank God. Oh God, Rich Rodriguez. What a billion years ago. And look at, look at, uh, look at, you know, he, somebody that left the nest and was never the same. Henry Ruggs went to the Raiders and everything blew up, but he obviously kept that kid under his watchful eye and did a good job with him. And then it's not his fault. Yeah. Things change when you go to the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my goat of the week, we already talked about it was Greg Brine. And we, we've already covered that extensively. Now we should move on to our picks. Um, and we're already we're already out of time for the radio segment. So let me go ahead and sign off for the radio listeners. If you have are gonna miss any of our show, please download our podcast. You're gonna hear our entire NFC and AFC uh wildcard weekend picks. So radio listeners, that's it. And that's all. I just really feel like giving up right now. All right, podcast listeners, let's change the – I just had to do a sad sign-off for everyone that was listening on the radio. Let's go – how do you want to do this, trainer? How do you want to do this? We're neck and neck in picks. Do you want to go NFC? Do you want to go NFC, AFC, or by seed, or how do you want to do it? Uh, I think I think when I wrote it down, I just went went in order of Saturday, Sunday, and then the Monday night game is Eagles Bucks. Um, we can you know we can get the Dilf in here. We got Stelling, we got Dilfs are collected 32, 22, and one, admirable on the season. Yes, so, yes. You know, we can you know there's obviously winner winning percentage involved here. Uh, Massey's 120, 108, and six. I'm 118, 110, and six. Big came but storming back. Storming back. Week. That made finally, me sad. Finally, a full slate of NFL games. Get out of this college. Triple uh, A garbage, this farm system stuff. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, UVA, UVA sucks. I just, I choose not to uh, acknowledge college football. If, if anybody's wondering, in the New England organization, UVA is wonderful in the fall. It's beautiful, mm. really soft mm-hmm. landing, plenty of vineyards, space to roam. Not as bitterly oh, cold oh. as Boston. You know. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, be closer to John, Baltimore and Charlottesville, yep. not far away from each other. That's a good point. Charlottesville is close to Annapolis. Maybe Belichick wants to coach lacrosse. UVA's got a lacrosse team pretty good. Hmm. Chargers job or UVA job, Harbaugh, your move. I was more thinking about Belichick coming out of UVA, you know. Oh, oh, oh like that. That's All right, I had to div- divvy it up by NFC and AFC. I think that would make more sense yeah. to the listeners. Do you want to start? Which way, Stelling? I'll let you pick. Where do you want to start? NFC or AFC? Top of the screen is in NFC. So we're talking about the wild card round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's start there. The Green Bay Packers, nine and eight. They are the seventh seed. They have to travel to your two seeded Cowboys. Cow, cow, Twelve and five Cowboys are favored by seven at home. Trainer, are you worried about Jordan Love? The Cowboys are riding a 16-game home winning streak. Mm-hmm. Second question is, are you having Des Bryant nightmares? <laughs> Obviously, there's there's uh, ties to Green Bay and the Des Bryant no-cats from a few years ago. That was in Lambeau. It was Tony Romo. It's That's a long time ago. I think Saban won a national title with LSU and Tony Romo was a quarterback. Maybe even before that. 
Why are you trying to the hold Packers, that against Saban? Why, what, quit, quit talking about the LSU no, title. I'm, just, I'm, I'm putting everything in context here. Um, gonna... The Packers have 17 players on their 53-man rosters born in the 2000s. They're the youngest team. So Whoa. I do think home field advantage plus tenure veterans playing at home, I, I feel really good about the Cowboys. I'm going to be positive right now. All right. Cowboys for once. So, yeah, I feel seven-point spread is – achievable and it should be because we beat the hell out of the eagles at home like that and going on the road we're a disaster we don't have to do that for at least two rounds all right stelling what do you think yeah i'm taking cowboys i i i watched i feel like the packers are always on tv that's like one of the teams that i've seen a lot they don't look very good they're kind of clunky but jordan love is kind of hot right now but they're packers kind of clunky aj dale and aaron jones they can run the football now I know. I, I can see what the Packers are seeing in Jordan Love. I mean, I can see it, but I just don't think that they have. Um, I mean, the Cowboys at home in Jerry World usually, you know, they, they play tough. They, they should tough. start. The only thing. Go ahead, Matthew. Oh, I just said maybe they should call holding against Micah Parsons. Not against, but for Micah Parsons. Because that guy yeah, is getting. That guy is getting – the NFL referees just act like they just don't see him on the field getting slung down to the ground sometimes. He's getting Aaron, Aaron Donald treatment. Um, yeah, the only thing that's standing in our way is they – basically the NFL fired the referee committee that gave us that Lions win so we won't see them, unfortunately, yeah. refereeing this game. <laughs> Damn which would have been helpful because they love the Cowboys for some reason. I think it's about Goodell and the Lolita Express and you know we can go into the conspiracy stuff later. Um but I feel I feel very confident. Um, there was the Aaron Rodgers game. You you mentioned the Des Bryant game. There was that Aaron Rodgers to Jaron Cook loss we took a long time ago. Mm. That was the rookie season for Dak and Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Remember him, guys? Patriot, Patriot, great. Ezekiel Last time Elliott. I saw Ezekiel Elliott, he was flat on his back against the Niners. <laughs> I had, he had a pretty good little fan, fantasy stretch this year in football. So at the end of the year, but, yeah, I got yeah. Cowboys. I got Cowboys by seven as well. Packers aren't a polished product. Cowboys seem like they have bigger aspirations in mind. Let's go to the six versus three matchup. The LA Rams are coming in looking better, right? Like looking better. Matthew Stafford somehow, we thought we wrote off the Rams this year. They end up 10 and seven, the sixth seed. They're going to Detroit, who's hosting a playoff game for the first time. And uh, ask your dads about it. They're favored by three. They're 93. 12, they're 12 and five. Now, this has got great storylines because Matthew Stafford returns to Detroit and Jared Goff, revenge game against L.A. Stelling, I'll let you lead on this one. Who you got? Man, I did not think about that quarterback uh, mm-hmm. matchup. Re- oh, revenge. yeah. Best storyline. Yeah, yeah. Did we lose Ghost of Nick Saban? I think we did. Go ahead while he's fixing that out. Who do you got between Detroit and L.A.? I was going to say, so here's a good stat. Since the 2021 trade between the two teams, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, both have 24 wins. Both have a 66% completion percentage. Stafford has 75 touchdowns. Goff has 78. They both have 41 turnovers, and they both have a passer rating within one of each other, 1% of each other, which is pretty wild that things have stayed that close right. since that trade. Obviously, Ben Johnson's a huge – Ben Johnson's the offensive coordinator for the Lions. He's a huge, like, top – uh, he could be the Alabama coach next year. Who knows? He's like the hottest coach in the NFL market for coordinators right now. Um, I really want Jim Bob Cooter from the Colts. Jim Bob, 
Jim Bob Cooter was a good time. It's a great name. <laughs> He's an offensive coordinator. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you think Detroit's offense can beat the Rams defense with Aaron Donald? I do. I do. They have, I mean, it is basically it's Aaron Donald and it's not, not really much like Jalen Ramsey's obviously on the dolphins, not much left over from that Super Bowl championship team. I think, I think the Lions get it done. I feel like this is the, this is the like exciting party for Detroit, exciting party for somebody, Jared Goff, who still says he has a chip on his shoulder. He will forever about that trade, which I appreciate him being honest and not, not just saying, no, no, I just, I want to look to next week's game or, oh, the future. Like, I like, like Stelling would appreciate that. Jared Goff's still pissed off he got traded because he's thinking about the past. I love being stuck in the past, though. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Lions as well because I like Dan Campbell and not that Michigan needs any more wins. If you're a Michigan fan and a Detroit Lions fan, I hope you wreck your bicycle and skin your knees um, or slip on some ice. But if you're just a Detroit fan, I want I want those fans to be happy. I want them to win win a playoff game. Stelling, you were, you went dark. You're back. Am I back? Yeah, what's, uh, what's your pick for the Rams versus the Lions? Yeah, I'll I, I tell you what, the, the Lions are my team. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I, – did they do the uh, HBO thing, like, what, last year? Two years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, last they year. did Hard Knocks. Yeah, year, year before the Jets, yeah. Yeah. Dude, how can you not cheer for the Lions? When Dan Campbell be almost cries, I love it. Yeah. And, and, and I have tried to, like, not get behind them. Oh, it's just a flash in the pan, but dude, they they keep winning. Yeah, they keep winning, uh, and especially with Jared Goff. I think y'all were talking about that. Um, sorry if I missed that. I love Matt Stafford and the Rams. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I keep feeling like the Lions are going to fall short, and they keep beating out expectations. So I'm going to go with the Lions. All right, keep that trend going. They play well at home. I mean, yeah, Jared Goff got done dirty. He got broken up with in Mexico because Stafford and McVay got a room together in a hot tub, (laughs) and everything is history now. Mexico has ruined a lot of relationships. And and the Lions, we've seen a lot of this, especially with the Browns. They are the preseason darlings for that division, and they flame out, and the Lions did not do so. They won that division handedly, so impressive. All right, and, and go ahead, go I'm out. Well, let, let's also circle back to to the uh, Lions and Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eligibility I mean, gate. I mean, the Lions <laughs> beat the Cowboys. So, had that happened, yeah, what, what at home, these, we, at, would, at would, Dallas, yeah, right? Would the Lions be the second seat? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. More for Goodell. Yep. The, so, uh, the yeah. All right. All right. Rams are gonna smoke them, I think. All right, no, 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 no. I got, I got to pick the lines. Everybody, let's, let's stay in lockstep here. Let's move on to the third game. This is the one that's got me most confused. Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles are favored by three against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Philadelphia eleven and six. The Bucks finished their season nine and eight. The Eagles ended November ten and one. Right now, they are sitting at eleven and six with. Losses mixed in there to Seattle, the Giants, and the Cardinals. Yikes. Tampa Bay limps into this into the playoffs, losing to New Orleans and barely beating the absolute helpless Panthers nine to nothing. Three field goals. 
what are we uh what are we what are we thinking here what are we doing i i i don't know just just is there a home field advantage in tampa bay or is everyone out at the strip clubs that probably down there this is a shocker that tampa bay from the dirty ass nfc south division <laughs> actually has home field advantage i mean i get how the seating works but the eagles were once the super bowl favorites like hell a month ago probably yeah they're reigning super bowl runner up nfc title yeah crazy crazy and and i still take eagles all right all right i don't care what the threat is i still i still take eagles all right trainer talk to me aj brown is uh called a players only uh meeting so that means that they're doing the whole like let's just tell the media that we're a team and we're getting together as a team nick sariani is going to cry as he usually does, he's got those uh, those icy blue eyes are nice though. But he is a pain in the ass as a coach. Um, I feel like the one thing that I okay, me my meme of the week, which right. we're gonna implement maybe you know going forward when we need more content because football might be over soon. It will be. Baker has a picture of him throwing throwing a ball in practice. And this is the Baker's dirty dozen all year. Now it's the Baker's half dozen because we're, we've lost college football. We're losing games every week. Baker 13 has games a, left. 13 games of football left this, this season. Yeah. Baker has a full can of Zen sponsored sponsors the show. Yep. Um, you know, not legitimately, but Eagles by 50 or lose. Or, sorry. T- Bucks by 50 beating the Eagles. So I'm going to go with the Bucks winning at home. Eagles out. That's that's what I was gonna do, not not from your Zen angle, but uh, but I was I was gonna I was gonna do that as well. I think the Eagles haven't had success long enough. I think uh, Sirianni, you're right. I think he just had good good coaches. I think he just had good. Yeah, he lost two, he lost two coordinators. They both did a good job with the Colts and the the Cardinals. And the Eagles don't have linebackers. Skippy. Baker Mayfield surprisingly has had an. What is this? His third stop professionally? Browns, Panthers here? No, he had a, he had a pa- cup of Panther, coffee. He had a and, Panthers. He had a Panthers stop too. He had a Rams stop. He had like a two-game Rams hmm. spot. Where I think Baker Mayfield. Browns, Panthers, Rams, Bucks. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield might have something, but I hate Tampa, so give me Philadelphia. All right, that'll that'll oh. that'll be a game we disagree. Let's go over to the AFC, where. Things are pretty interesting. We'll start at the top. Buffalo Bills, or excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Buffalo Bills. Did not see the Pittsburgh Steelers ending the season 10 and 7. Buffalo Bills are 11 and 6. Didn't see that at all. Going into the last weekend, the Bills were either going to miss the playoffs entirely or get the two seed. They they won out from 6 and 6, or did they? Yeah, they won out from 6 and 6 to 11 and 6. I just don't think there's a number big enough for the for me not to bet that the Bills are going to wallop the Pittsburgh Steelers without TJ Watt. Give me the Bills by 10. Yeah, this is uh I'll hop in. This is the worst quarterback in the playoffs. Last year there was a few bad ones. There was like I think Tua and Lamar Jackson were both hurt in the wild card round. So they had their backups play like Tyler Huntley and I don't even remember who ended up starting for the Dolphins Fitzpatrick last year. No. No, I think he was Matt on Moore? Amazon. Might have been Matt Moore. Yeah, good call. Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback 
for the Steelers. The Bills defense has not been as good because um, Von Miller has lost a step. Obviously, he's old and he had an in- he's coming off an injury. But yeah, Bills. It's January. The, the Steelers have to go up to play the Bills. Ten points is a lot. It's a lot for a playoff game. Um, but I, I feel like the TJ Watt injury is definitely the yeah. part of this that like he's the quarterback of that team. He's the best player on that team. And yeah, I, I like the Bills to win by at least seventeen. So Bills. Stelling. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the spread is, but ten. It's ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would take the Bills to cover that. Uh for all the above reasons. Um I mean see there's <laughs> I there are some teams that like should make the playoffs. Tampa Steelers or not. I, Steelers. I love Mike Tomlin. I do. Yeah, it's but, all him. Uh, it's all him. That's all. Yeah, it's it, him it, and TJ, but, but, TJ Watt staying healthy for a stretch and Mike Tomlin. That's that's all it is. It's your yeah, boy George Pickens, like right every now, fifth game. <laughs> hey, Pickens. Pickens is, is a psychopath. But he, but he's, he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's just hey, a loon. Hey, they like those psycho wide receivers. They do. I mean, Tomlin mm-hmm. handles those guys well. Yeah. Actually, right. I, I I love the Falcons to maybe make a call to Mike Tomlin. But anyways, Bills over Steelers cover spread. The most unlikely success story of the year, the Cleveland Browns on their fourth quarterback, fifth quarterback, Joe Flacco, are traveling to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are the champions of the AFC South, partly due to the fact that Jacksonville completely collapsed. So the Cleveland Browns, 11-6, and six, they don't have an offensive line. At the four-seed Houston Texans, 10-7. and seven. Flacco is 4-0 as a starter. He went uh, – the Browns went – Five, four and one this last five weeks. He was he sat last week because they had nothing to play for. They had locked up their playoff spot. I really, really want to see the Browns go to Baltimore behind Joe Flacco. So give me the Browns by two. So Texans cover. Excuse me. The Cleveland Browns are favored by two. I'm going to take the Cleveland Push. Browns. <laughs> I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> With the points, thank you. Okay. To cover okay. the spread. Yeah. So, uh, Stelling, you go ahead. I'm taking Texas, man. I- I'm telling you, CJ Stroud is the truth. Mm-hmm. The Browns, without Nick Chubb. I completely okay. forgot they are. They lost Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it. It is insane that the Browns are in the playoffs. As a five seed, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's also crazy that the Texans are in as a four seed with a rookie quarterback. It's with un- a rookie, unbelievable. Which circle back D'Amico Ryan's for Alabama quarterback or uh, head coach. Um, I'm taking the Texans. I mean, I, I'm a CJ Stroud believer. Stroud boy. All right, Trainer, what to say you? Mm, Texans are the first team in NFL history to win their division with a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach. Fun fact for the children out there. Uh, this is trade gate. This is the Deshaun bowl or what the <laughs> lack thereof. Yes, um, yes, yes. This is the one where they traded everything, including, I, I feel like there's a lot of like butterfly effect where CJ Stroud, that, that came from the Cardinals. That pick came from the Cardinals when they got CJ Stroud, but the Will Anderson part, that did come from this trade. Mm-hmm. So they got Will Anderson, Tank Dell, um, 
unfortunately got hurt and he was a part of like somebody they picked from acquiring um, those picks from Cleveland. <sighs> Denzel Ward is questionable. That's tough for the Browns. I feel like they're, yeah, they're at a point where they're, it's, I'm confused because I'm about to pick an AFC South and an NFC South team to both win wild card round games. But yeah, give me the Texans. Sorry. Miami. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins, they're 11 and six. They are traveling to Kansas City where they will meet the 11-6 and six Chiefs. I did not know the Chiefs record was that good by the way the media was talking about them, but they look look at there. Kansas City wins their division and hosts a, a playoff game. They, Miami's only beaten one team above 500, and that was, that was the Cowboys. Thank you. Thank you. Just needed, <laughs> just needed to clarify there. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be so cold. And I can just see Andy Reid and a, and a frozen mustache calling plays like nothing is bothering him. Give me, give me the Kansas City. I didn't write down the spread. What is the spread? Three, two. It's gonna be like negative five. thirty. Five. Five. Ne- negative five degrees. Five point spread. Yeah. Negative thirty. Five point spread. Sorry. Give me, uh, give me Kansas City. I like it. Trainer. Uh, we talked about uh, the pyrotechnics of Tyreek Hill's son earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A lot of distractions for Miami right now. And yes, like you said, they don't know how to beat a on the road. They beat the Cowboys at home on the road. They've definitely not beaten an over 500 team. I, this is the Tyreek bowl. If the Stafford golf bowl, this is Tyreek. This is like where the chief said, no, nope, we're not going to pay you that trade him for everything we can at this point. Chiefs at home. I think the chiefs will take care of business here. So five points. I think, Two could keep it close, so I'll take the Dolphins to cover at least. But I think it'll be a three-point Chiefs win. I think Mike Madan is going to be so cold, his brain's going to freeze. What does say you, Stelling? <laughs> I'm going to take the Dolphins. What? I'm going to take the Dolphins. <laughs> what? Uh, They're going to the Dolphins look it, so sad in cold weather. I know that, but the Chiefs have been lacking something all year. Catching the football. Yeah. Exactly. They they don't have. I mean, who who's their best? T- name their top two receivers. That's a good point. That's a good point. Outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean, they right. They don't have receivers. I mean, it's it, uh, the guy from Florida who can't catch. They don't have a <laughs> running back. The Dolphins can run the ball, and they also have explosive wide receivers. I think they're going to take this. I do. I really do. I think they've been a little bit under underachieving all year. I think they could have been better than they have been, but I mean, I think they're going to do it in playoffs. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week and this week edition of Teton Sports Talk. Tell your friends. Thanks for downloading the podcast. All right, that's it. That's all.